Welcome to episode 49, 49 people of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's Tuesday, Tuesday, people, Tuesday, 22nd of October, 2000, 2019. Uh, how are you doing out there? You're all right? How's your week going? Is it going okay? I know I always say this on a fucking Tuesday, um, but uh yeah, you're almost uh, almost halfway through, people. That's it. Um, I've had a bit of a, uh, oddly enough, uh, kind of a lazy sort of day. It started uh, started from last night, really. I had a bit of a late one last night. I stayed up. Uh, I got sent um, some interview, uh, interview questions uh, by um, a local reviewer. Um, Peter Fox from the Knots Comedy Review, uh, who re- reviews uh, a lot of gigs around the Midlands whilst dressed as a Gestapo agent. <laughs> I don't think he'll mind me saying that. Um, yeah, so uh, I got sent some uh, questions to do for that and uh, got a little bit carried away, got a bit fucking self-indulgent with it. And uh, I think I wrote far too much shit on there. Um but I stayed up late doing that last night and then fucking obsessed over the fucking spelling and fucking grammar of it because I didn't want to come across as a retard. Um, so um, got that off today and that's been posted up. That is on uh, if you're interested in reading any of those questions, basically about what I think about comedy and um, uh, other bits and bobs on there. And uh, it's about qu- 10 questions. Uh, it's It's a fucking book I wrote basically um i got a little bit uh as i say i got a little bit carried away with that but if you're interested in reading that shit um that is been posted on my facebook page um which is at uh, the ben briggs or um on my podcast page as well i think i put it up there as well so um that's on the at the ben briggs podcast facebook page um so if you just type in pay uh in on facebook at the ben briggs podcast it will spring up my face will spring into life and uh on there and um it'll be on there that you can fucking read through or whatever you want to do or um or just judge me for it that's what you can do um but uh it was kind of actually quite cathartic doing it um actually trying to put your thoughts in order about how you feel about the comedy circuit and uh, how you f- how you feel about the material you do um and having it described as sort of like edgy or um uh yeah edgy i think it was described uh, he described it as edgy um material and dark um which i've never really thought really it's just that that's the material that I do. Uh, it's just like the way I just write about what kind of interests me, really. Um, but it's interesting when people try and pigeonhole you into different uh, holes just to try and categorize the stuff that you do. I suppose it is a little bit dark, but it's not that fucking, you know, hopefully not dark for dark's sake, as they say. Um, but um, anyway, if you want to read all that shit, it's on there. Uh, it's all explained better um, than I can off the top of my head, really. Um, although most of it was written off the top of my head, but um, it gets a little bit uh, um, 
self-indulgent at times. But hey, it was about me, wasn't it? You know, like this podcast is, people. That's it. I ask you how your week's going and then talk about myself, don't I? (laughs) This is the fucking most cathartic thing I do. That's it. Getting it all out there. This is essentially uh, a, a fucking therapy session for me. Let's have a little bit of tea. This is the tea break for this episode. Fucking nice, that is, man. Yorkshire tea. I like tea used to be. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, what have I done today? Well, I am cracking on with the old decorating. i tell you that much. Um, I've uh, filled most of the cracks. Oh, as they say. Uh, like, uh, as if I'm in a fucking, you know, just turned up as a decorator in a fucking porn film or something. Um, but I filled most of the cracks. I've just got to do a bit of sanding down and then uh, we're ready to start slapping on the paint. What's that? What am I? Uh, I said I'd have it done by Tuesday, didn't I? <laughs> That's not going to fucking happen, people. Ah, oh, dear. I don't know why I just don't resign to the fact and just say, look, it's going to take me four weeks to paint one room. That's it. If I do it in a shorter time than that, it's fine. I'm already behind schedule. It's like fucking Brexit. That's... My decorating technique is the same as uh, that's been delayed again, hasn't it, today? They're trying to crack on till January now rather than October the 31st. Um, People out there who are not from the UK, this is not a big issue for you. Uh, It probably will be if you're uh, from Europe because you won't be able to travel here as easy. Um, But um, you probably will. You just buy a flight, don't you? You know, if you're just coming over for your holidays, you just buy a flight, don't you? I don't really see what the problem is. Um, you know, if I do stuff abroad or whatever, um, I'm only over there. You know, I'm only going to be over there for about a day or so. And I, you know, you come over for a two-week holiday for England. I don't know why you would do that, by the way. You can see it all in about three days. Um, two days if you miss out of London. <laughs> Just take it. You'll spend most of the time on the motorways in this country. If you're traveling about, then you will actually see in stuff uh, just stuck in traffic. All you're going to see is like the number plates and rear brake lights of the car in front of you. If you're traveling, don't ever do a fly drive holiday in the UK. Uh, you'll need about six months just to do the Midlands. Uh, it's fucking horrendous at the moment with the traffic and closing down the roads. At night. Anyway, then, a little bit of a moan there. Um, I did today get well into, I watched a really, really good documentary today. I know, educating myself again. Tell me about it. Ben, still learning things. I'm trying to, yeah, trying to be a better person. Sue me for it, yeah? Speak to my lawyers. Um, I watched a doc, uh, a doc. Uh, Shall I call it a doc? I don't know. I don't know. Sounds a bit wanky, doesn't it? I watched a documentary uh, called uh, The Game Changers. This was inspired, by the way, by the fact I'm becoming a bit of a fat lard ass. Uh, I'll put on a stone, like, in about the last month because the fucking gym I go to, um, uh, to go swimming, essentially, that's what I do. I go to the gym to go swimming. I get dressed in a tracksuit and trainers that I specifically wear to the gym. I go to the gym, I change out of those, get changed into swim shorts and then go swimming like for about half an hour. 
and I feel really refreshed by that. But the lame-ass shit fest of a gym that I go to uh, has closed the swimming pool because they've got to, like, I don't know what they're doing. They've got to do something with it. They've got to replace the inner skin like they're a fucking snake. Um, so um, they've closed that, so there's no point me going to the gym because I don't want to hang around with the wankers. Wankwas as they say in France, um, the wankers who hang around like the gym lifting weights and shit like that because it just takes you ages to get on the machines. Um, so I don't want to do that and hang around with them pretty boys. Um, so I've just been festering. Festering, is that the right word? Festering, I pretty much, yeah. Festering on my sofa and just eating loads so i've put on a stone in like about a month since i haven't been going swimming um so uh i was watching a doctor i thought here how's the best way to combat that ben <laughs> how's the best way to combat this weight you have put on basically it just makes me look like a normal person i'm always fucking underweight i've always been underweight always I don't know why that is. High metabolism, don't eat enough, I don't know. Eat shit, probably. But believe it or not, people, I have quite a fairly healthy diet. I'm like one of them vegetarian fags. So um, I don't eat meat or anything like that. So I thought the best way um, to um, try and get into fitness is to watch a documentary about eating habits rather than go out and go for a run or something, uh, like any normal person would look at themselves and go, oh, you essentially look at the minute a bit like a snake that swallowed a bowling ball. I've got a hell of a belly on me at the minute. Um, so um, I, uh, I'm i getting quite used to it, actually. I'm quite liking it. It's like I'm bulking up for winter like a bear who's hibernating. Um, so I thought the best way, rather than actually do any exercise, is watch a documentary about healthy eating. So I watched the documentary The Game Changers, um, which is really fucking interesting. Uh, I don't know if anybody's seen it out there, um, but it's like a documentary about like moving them away uh, from meat to a plant-based diet. I know people out there going, but how are you going to get your protein, man? How are you going to get your protein? Uh, well, you it, they came out with some really good points that I haven't thought about before. Um, you eat, um, obviously, if you eat meat out there, uh, all of the meat that you eat, cows, pigs, chickens and shit like that, where, you know, they get their protein from like a, um, obviously from vegetables and a plant-based diet, don't they? They're the middleman to you getting the protein, you meat eaters out there, you savages. Um... So it was really interesting, uh, some of the points they were making about how, like, chickens, like, pigs, cows and that are the middlemen for protein. And if you go direct to the source, it can be healthier for you. You're still getting the same protein, um, but you're obviously not getting the fat from uh, the animals, uh, the animal meat and that sort of thing. And also... um, Whilst you're going to a plant-based diet, you're getting the the vitamins and minerals within that plant-based diet that are consumed by the chickens and pigs and uh, the cows that you don't actually get from eating the meat, which is quite... I never thought of it like that before. I thought, well, that's obvious, yeah. 
you know, cows and pigs are getting their protein from plants. So just skip out the middleman and go for that. I don't eat meat anyway. Not that I'm willing to, not that I'm on here banging on going, hey man, save the cow, man, save the cow. Um, or willing to convert anybody. It was just like opening my eyes a little bit to why, you know, I I eat some sort of like animal products. I have cheese. I know. I have eggs and stuff. I don't eat eggs raw because it's fucking disgusting, really. It's that little stringy bit that seems to hold the fucking yolk to the white bit. Like there's a little gristly clear bit in an egg that, ugh, man, I can't even make uh, scrambled eggs or anything like that. When I used to have scrambled eggs, I always ask people to, whoever's cooking it for me, whatever lady or ladies, um, it was my mum. Let's be honest. It was my mum and uh, my ex-girlfriend used to um, make me scrambled eggs. Uh, I'd ask them to take that bit out because it was just, I just the idea of being in there somewhere. I know, I'm a finicky eater. Just used to make me gag. Um, but it was quite interesting how um, they were coming back and saying sort of like that we as humans, um, like there's a fallacy about like how um, we used to eat meat when we were, um, I was going to say when we were younger, when we were, you know, thousands of years ago when we were cavemen and stuff like that. But how we used to eat meat, but how actually our bodies actually show that we never used to eat that much meat. Um, I know they find bones and everything like that and these campsites from like um, the Stone Age, but they're the only things that survived. So they had a very little meat in their diet. Um, and it was mainly, and our bodies show that by the fact that we've got long intestines for pro- processing um, uh, plant-based foods and sucking all the nutrients out of that, whereas like animals like lions and tigers who only eat meat have a shorter compared to their body size of um a shorter uh intestine which is quite interesting like our bodies actually show it and things like having uh trichromatic um ice eyes and eyesight um where we can see more colors than like um lions that have sort of like dichromatic um eyes is because we need to like differentiate between fruits and that that are um uh uh fucking ripe that's the word i'm looking for isn't it uh fruits that are ripe so it's quite interesting watching that documentary i know i'm fucking boring you to bits and you're going shut up man and you're eating a burger right now just going kill the planet kill everything i'll eat everything um but it's interesting how like athletes and um uh, even people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was like massive uh, for eating meat, and Conor McGregor and people like that, um, are now going over to like a plant-based diet and find that like um, uh, eating meat actually works against them in a um, athletic realm. Um, and it was really, it was just really interesting watching it. And I was like, oh fucking hell, you know, like. There's me saying I'm putting on weight and I'm a vegetarian. By the way, I've totally under... <laughs> Even before I was telling you about this documentary, I've totally undercut it by saying, yeah, I've been sitting around putting on a stone in a month. How's that a vegetarian diet working out for you, Ben? Clearly not well. Clearly not well. 
I've been eating too much, if anything, of the old plant-based diet. I ought to go on meat just to lose fucking weight. Um, but it was just interesting trying to um, actually watching it. And um, some of the things make sense. Obviously, it's coming from a guy who's made the documentary, who's made this. He's probably got a vested interest in a plant-based diet. I don't know. He probably owns a cabbage farm somewhere. Um, it's all the same, isn't it? You know. Bit more tea there. He's probably sold me that. Um, yeah, but it was quite interesting how they were they were saying about uh, the marketing of uh, how the marketing of things like meat, food, burgers um, has mirrored the marketing of uh, smoking when the smoke when they stopped advertising smoking because that that initially said it was healthy for you and it was good for you and these sports stars they. Uh, they all smoke, and then all those sports stars died of fucking lung and throat cancer. So they moved on to doctors uh, telling you that smoking was healthy in the adverts, and then they obviously found out smoking uh, was a massive carcinogenic, and um, they banned all smoking ads. And from that, then fast food outlets like McDonald's and Burger King like went straight in and took off from where they left off with their marketing plan and started marketing uh, meat, obviously, and burgers um, with sports stars. And uh, as that's become more of an issue, that's kind of backed off a little bit. Um, But they're still obviously advertising with sports stars even today. Um, But it was quite interesting seeing the parallels between those two things where um, smoking and uh, the fast food industry... uh, interrelated with regards to how they've gone about marketing themselves. Um, it's really interesting documentary. I fully fucking recommend it. Um, yeah, it was just a bit of an eye-opener, particularly even for me. Um, not that I'm, like, banging on about it, going on protests or vegan marches like people do these days. Uh, but I've been a uh, vegetarian for years now. And... Um, uh, yeah, and it, it, it's always that protein argument that, that people say, where well, you're going to get your protein from. Well, where the fuck do, um, you know, cows and chickens and any other herbivores get their um, uh, protein from? It's from fucking plants, which seems so obvious. I don't know, man. Maybe I need to be... I should have paid more attention in science class at school, maybe. I don't know. Um, anyway... Talking of marketing, you know what we've got now, people? We've got a few adverts to read out. We've got one advert to read out. Only one advertiser for this episode. Things are slipping off. It seems weird, doesn't it? Doesn't that seem weird? And there's only seems to be one advertiser on a Tuesday, but two on a Saturday. Hmm. Strange how these things happen. Okay, then. So here we go. Um... This episode's advertising. Are you lost in the gender minefield? Do you even know what gender you really are? Are you a man confused by enjoying having a sit-down piss? Or a lady who um, walks around with an empty toilet roll in your pants? Well, Gender App can help. Gender App will tell you what gender you really are and talk about, uh, take all of the confusion away in literally seconds. Gender App uses complicated gender algorithms to pinpoint the exact gender you are. 
find out if you should really have a penis or you should be doing the lion's share of the cleaning and cooking. Read Matt's story. This is Matt's story. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm 23 years old and used to enjoy tucking my penis between my legs and running around supermarkets naked and thought nothing of it. I thought it was normal male behaviour, but a friend suggested I might need gender app. I logged on, put in my details, and within seconds, it processed my results. It turns out I should be a 56-year-old library assistant called Susan from Swansea. I'm now happily married to a plumber called Wayne. Thanks for sorting out my life, Gender App. Gender App has been proven to be probably maybe 100% accurate in almost 100% of cases. All percentages are rounded up to the nearest 100%. Gender App is part of the Gender Reassignment Surgery Group. By downloading the app, you are... uh, committing to gender reassignment surgery and will be pursued for the full cost of this uh, unless uh, you cancel. Uh, To cancel, you will need to repeatedly text NO 3,764 times to each of our text messages we send you on a half-hourly basis. That's Gender App, guys. Gender App. Uh, That is the advertising done uh, for this episode. Um, Let's have a look. Uh, What time is it? Oh, man, it's like quarter past 11 at night. I'm doing this late again. I do it late every time, don't I, people? Hey, leave it to the last minute. That's the thing, isn't it? Um, Let's have a look at what's been uh, on the fucked up news this week. Um, Let's have a look. Uh, this is great. Uh, Mum has hiccups for 12 years after getting them while pregnant. Now, that headline alone for 12 years, that's some. I thought I procrastinate with things uh, and put things off, getting things sorted out. But 12 years with hiccups, Jesus Christ. I'm su- surprised uh, if she's got any more kids uh, whatsoever. A mother of two. Here we go. He's looking for answers after more than a decade of constant hiccups. Surely after a couple of weeks, you'd go to the doctors to try and get that sorted out, wouldn't you? Surely you would. You know, you wouldn't leave it 12 years and then sell your story to a paper, would you? You could sell it after 10, 5, 3 maybe. Lisa Graves, 31, has seen experts who that they uh, may be a side effect of a stroke. Oh, shit that was noticed during pregnancy with her first child. So she's been nailed with hiccups afterwards. The now technician from Lincoln says that she's got used to them. But sometimes they can be so loud they have been compared to a dog's back. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. After it's been stood on and the noise of a chicken. Jesus Christ. Who's standing on dogs to compare that noise? Jesus, you sound just like this dog. What dog? That one. Bang. Uh, Lisa's husband, Matthew, 35, uh, and daughters, Emily and Sophie, 7 and 11, take them in their stride, but strangers often need pre-warning. My my wife's a nightmare. Have a look at them hiccups. Sorry about that. Uh, She wants to find a cure, but until then, she says she's just had to get used to them. Uh, I'm lucky. I own my own salon, and the majority of the girls that I work uh, with have grown used to it. (laughs) Um, but I can still make them jump. And then there's been plenty of mishaps uh, when working on nails. 
with a wild stroke of the brush here and there. Yeah, I can imagine. Fucking hell. Jesus, it's lucky she's not a surgeon or something. Can you imagine that? Hiccups for 12 years. You just want to kill yourself. Wasn't that an episode of... Uh, it was either Family Guy or The Simpsons where they had a guy on there who had hiccups for ages and he was just hiccuping going, kill me, kill me, kill me. Uh, Jesus. Uh, I initially tried every hiccup remedy in the book. Uh, people make me jump, sucking on a lemon, literally everything. Glass of water upside down. That's the classic, isn't it? Glass of water upside down in it. Uh, but nothing works. And when the neurologist thought that... Neuro- Jesus Christ, I sound pissed myself there. But nothing worked. And when the neuro... Why can't I say that word? No, but nothing worked. And when the neurologist, bang, nailed it third time, thought they'd cracked it, I decided to uh, not go down the medicated route. Uh, there was no guarantee it would work and it was manageable. Some, so... So she can have this fixed with medication, but she just won't, don't want to take it. Is that it? Jesus Christ. Is that it, really? She can get it fixed by medication, but just thought, nah, fuck it, I'll live with it. Sometimes I uh, do go on work courses and meals out with the family, things like that, and they can be hard. I feel like I, I have uh, to let people know uh, what might happen. It's a loud noise, and it can be embarrassing. Yeah, fuck me, yeah. I think I'm literally, uh, I'm likely to be hiccuping till my grave. Oh, Jesus, what a fucking bleak outcome that is. But it's become part of me now. She fucking loves it, doesn't she? Makes a special look at her tattoo on her shoulder. Fucking lip piercing. She's loving it. There she is, sucking on a lemon. You know, you don't need to do that. You you don't need to do that for the picture. That's what they've done, isn't it? They've gone, here. Go and suck on a lemon. It doesn't work. No, but just do it for the picture. Make it look as though you've just got a really bitter taste in your mouth. It doesn't work. It doesn't cure me. No, for the picture, though. For the picture, for the paper. Do that. Fucking sell your story. Jesus. Uh, For everyone who knows me, it's just a way of life. Just who I am. I can hiccup in the middle of a conversation and it can be loud. Most people say it sounds... Oh, yeah. Uh, Fucking same thing, innit? Yeah, there we go. Uh, the longest known case of hiccuping is 68 years. Fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck me. 68 years. Charles Osborne from Anthon, Iowa, started hiccuping while trying to weigh a hog before it was slaughtered in 1922. Uh, he hiccuped around 40 times a minute for the first few decades, but it eventually slowed to 20 a minute. Jesus Fuck me, though. That's every three seconds in the latter part of his life. They only stopped when he died. Blake as fuck. What's that? It's uh, old, uh, old Charles is fucking quiet today. Yeah, he's fucking dead, mate. He's fucking dead. Finally cured himself of hiccups. 68 fucking years. When he's trying to weigh a hog before it was slaughtered. Fuck me. Jesus. He must have got excited. He wasn't trying to uh, weigh that hog, was he? <laughs> Probably got a little bit out of breath. Uh, Charles, why are you trying to weigh that hog with your uh, trousers down your ankles? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, it's just the way I always weigh, uh, weigh hogs. This is uh, just gives me a bit of freedom to pick the hog up. What's that? Are you? Uh... Yeah, why is your penis out? 
There we go. And that's what started the hiccups for old Charles Osborne. Oh, dear. Don't slaughter hogs. That's something we've learned out of that, isn't it? Don't slaughter hogs or you're going to have the hiccups for 68 years. Jesus Christ. He must have been old when he died as well. You know, because I imagine even if he was 12 years old when he was fucking uh, weighing that hog, that's 80 he's lived till. That's not bad. Especially in 1922, like when he actually initially got the hiccups, to have it for 68 years. Jesus, man. He had that whole, all the way through the Second World War, the fucking 50s, when he's a teddy boy. <laughs> uh, teddy boy, then he's a hippie in the 60s. He's still hiccuping. People don't change that much. That's it. Got into uh, got into uh, punk music in the seventies. It's still going, still going off there. Um, fucking hell, man. Eighties in his new romantic stage. He's still hiccuping all the way through that. <laughs> oh fuck me, Jesus! When will this end? Just every picture of him in different outfits and different decades is just him jerking his fucking head back. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Jesus. I imagine he wasn't married. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh, what are we on? 29 fucking minutes. Jesus, 29 minutes. It's almost the end, people, of this episode. I know I've gone on a little bit. Um I might have to uh I might have to go for a run or something this week, I tell you, man. Um we are uh, just to try and get a bit fitter, try and be a bit more active. I was literally out of breath sanding the walls down uh in my bedroom the other day. I've got to do something about that, people. Um right, that is uh that is gonna be my thing I do this week. Uh, my one thing that I guarantee I probably won't do, but that is my um, my goal for the week, to go out and go for a run. Uh, get in contact with your goals for the week, people. Uh, you can email me at podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Uh, like and share this. If you want to leave us a review, you can do that. If you want to read that article I did, um, not the article, the questions, uh, that I answered for Knott's Comedy Review. That is on at uh, the Ben Briggs Facebook page or at uh, the Ben Briggs Podcast Facebook page. Uh, I'll be back on Saturday, people. Uh, have a good week, motherfuckers, and I'll speak to you then.